0: With the main Chip washing it's real talk. Main is real talk with your main Chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect and do something about it. Chip's got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's real talk. It's real talk.
1: Here we go. Here we go on this Monday, February 7th. Yes, it is the first uh, Monday in uh, February. Of course, we're just we're just blowing through this year. And and speaking of blowing through we'll we'll talk a little bit about the ice storm of 2022 in just a few minutes. But welcome in. Real Talk Memphis is on the air. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very glad to be here, very glad to be anywhere, and I hope that uh, you are going to join us for uh, this hour of uh, jam-packed information and conversation. Always nice to know you're out there. Uh, I, I know many of you are um, can give us um, plenty of stories about the ice storm that hit us on Thursday. We'll talk a little bit about more about that uh, in uh, just a little while, but... The business at hand, of course, is the show and how you can get us on your whatever device it is you you choose to get us on. Many ways to do that, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and I will walk you through them. Of course, we're on live right now, 91.7 WYXR on the FM side. We are also on the station website, uh, WYXR.org. You can get us on the uh, app as well. We can also be heard live on the TuneIn app right now, T-U-N-E-I-N, and then put the station in the search, and you can catch us. We are also on Facebook Live, and uh, after the show, post-show will be on YouTube, so you can check it out as well. And as we are a podcast, you can always catch us uh, wherever it is you get your podcast when they post it tomorrow afternoon. Well, we have a pretty good show for you tonight. In spite of we were, you know, at one point, you know, nobody knew who was up, and who was down in terms of the power thing. But uh, happy to say, we're here and uh, all is well uh, with uh, the crew, and uh, that's always a good thing. Uh, we have a, like I said, a pretty good show tonight. Randall Phillips will be my first guest in a few minutes. Uh, he is a robotics instructor, knows a lot about Cold Crew and things like that, and. He's going to explain to us, uh, you know, he does a lot of teaching with the young kids, uh, young folks out there um, in terms of coding and the robotics. And, you know, I want to find out, uh, I guess this seems to be the future, the wave of the future. So he'll talk to us about that. Uh, But uh, first, uh, up in just a few minutes, we will have the executive director of the Stacks uh, American Museum of uh, Music History. He is Jeff Kolath, and he is... Uh, going to talk to us about a very, very big honor uh, the Stax uh, Music uh, Museum uh, received by way of uh, being on a very important tour through the United States. We'll talk about that. And in the second half hour, we will talk to Mark Fleischer. He is the publisher of uh, an interesting publication called Storyboard in Memphis. And uh, they 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 talk about a lot of the things that you know you may see in this town, uh, but may not necessarily know about. Uh, they're sort of dedicated to telling those stories. So a lot like to get to tonight. Uh, but as always, uh, we want to celebrate you on this first day, first Monday in February. And of course, uh, we can't do that until I say, "Hit it, Lola!" Happy birthday, of course, to all of you February babies out there, all of you born in the second month of the year. So let's get to it. Happy birthdays on this February 7th. Uh, Thad Beckman is celebrating his birthday today. His wife, Amy, actually had her birthday on Saturday. So happy belated birthday to you, Amy. Rhonda Freeman, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Phyllis Phillips. Amanda Galloway. Steph Q, happy birthday to you Andrea Marche Jeff Kenny celebrating a birthday today As is Jonelle McCoy Uh, Calvin Jerry Smith Otherwise known as uh, the man that plays the horns in uh, the group uh, Trio Plus It's his birthday today Good guy, really good guy Uh, Happy birthday to Trina Ernest To Mark C. Lee Happy birthday to Tawanda Williams and Sherelle Foster. Happy birthday to each and every one of you. Congratulations for making another trip around the sun. And I hope to be here next year so we can celebrate you all over again. Thank you, Lola. Okay, so now we need to get to the business at hand. Ice Storm 2022, and we were all told about it. And I don't know if we all thought it was going to be as bad as it was because it was pretty tough. Uh, over 140,000 people without power uh, on that day. I, I wasn't here in 1994. I wasn't living here, but I heard about it, and it was <laughs> it was really something. And I, I think for a lot of folks, uh, this brought back some very bad memories of what was going on. I did check right before the show in, with MLGW in terms of their outage map, and they still have – About 60,000 people uh, without power uh, several days after this storm has uh, left us. Uh, They are talking about perhaps uh, right now they're looking at Thursday by midnight, hoping to have about 95 percent of most everybody uh, turned back on. I know that's not news people want to hear, but uh, it is uh, happening. And so. We have to deal with it. Uh, I lost power at my house for about 14 hours. It was very unpleasant, of course, and I know many people uh, have stories to tell and to share about that as well. Um, so, yeah, not good, man. This was It was a tough time, and it was very, very cold, too, and I thought about so many people out there uh, who, who the least of us, uh, you know, who didn't have. Um, and, you know, there were some folks out here who did not lose power, so good for you, but for a lot of other folks, I mean, it, it meant uh, – Some very tough uh, conditions. I was late to the party and trying to get a hotel room on Thursday. Everything. I mean, everything was sold out. Everything. And, of course, that that gave those guys a chance to, like, raise those prices too. But uh, all worked out. Uh, Went to the son's house, and uh, he he did not lose power. So we were in in good shape on that. So that was was pretty good. But a lot of folks, uh, you know, uh, were out for several days, and I'm praying that uh, sooner rather than later, is the key to all of this, and getting that uh, power back on. Uh, MLG is working hard. I used to work at MLGW, so I know, and a lot of people are talking about the infrastructure. Yes, it's bad. It's really bad. And uh, whenever you see situations like this, which are rare, um, it all comes to light. So, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it one day at a time. And I know the guys are out there working hard. And, um, you know, they're doing their very best. And that's all we can uh, we can hope for. Let's talk about the, uh, oh, oh, uh, the Omicron variant. Yes, the numbers are going down. They are going down. There are no, uh, you know, mandates in effect. As a matter of fact, I saw earlier today that uh, many states across this country are removing mandates, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, again, this has become a situation where it is you and your choice, and your decision about what you want to do and how you want to protect yourself. I still wear a mask, um, you know, but, um, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Nobody's going to arrest you if you don't. But understand uh, that, uh, you know, the COVID variant is still here. There's still over 2,000 people a day dying from uh, this uh, virus, COVID. And over 900,000 people since March of 2020, Uh, have died from COVID or some form of COVID in the last two years. 900,000 people. And uh, we're still seeing about 2,000 people now with this latest uh, variant, uh, Omicron, dying per day. Uh, But the numbers and all the metrics are coming down, so we want to pray That folks are doing the right thing get your boosters get your vaccination if you haven't gotten those get your boosters if you haven't gotten those you can still get test kits from the united states government just go online and order and they will send them to your house i can tell things are getting better because i was at walgreens over the weekend picking up a prescription and i looked happened to look behind the counter then and i saw some of those tests uh that they have there for sale so yeah that tells me that things are getting uh a little bit better okay so I'm going to shift gears here and go to uh, uh, a subject that's rather unpleasant, but it, it, it did happen. of course, uh, everyone um, who is aware of what happened, uh, I believe it was last Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember exactly when, when uh, 27-year-old Danielle Hoyle uh, was found shot dead in a vehicle, it was uh, February 2nd. Uh, she uh, had just given birth uh, two days earlier to a newborn baby named Kennedy. Uh, when uh, officers uh, found uh, her, uh, she was in a vehicle um, it, at, Wal- I mean, uh, in Whitehaven. Uh, the baby was nowhere to be found. Uh, the individual that they arrested for this heinous crime uh, admitted to uh, shooting her and killing her, and taking the baby, and throwing the baby uh, in the water at the upper Mud Island boat ramp, and he threw the uh, weapon away as well. I I will not name him, because he does not deserve to be named. Um, I posted uh, something on this on Facebook, because I was just, and I'm still bothered by this they, they, you know I mean we, we see crime every day we do and a lot of people are affected by it uh, in various ways but this incident in particular just I don't know it just it shook me to my core and it takes me to another place it really really does um, in terms of even calling this individual who was in court today you know a human being he's a coward as far as I'm concerned and there are a lot of other words I could use but then I wouldn't be able to come back on the radio station. Um, that's a very, very, very sad case. And I saw his mother, my deepest condolences and sympathies go out to her family and uh, all of the, her friends and, 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 and people who knew her. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's just a heinous situation. And I think I take comfort in the fact that this particular individual won't be on the streets ever again after all is said and done with this. Okay, so uh, many of you, and we're probably a bit surprised, Over the, before I do that story, uh, former Senator now, Katrina Robinson, she's been formally expelled from the uh, state Senate by her Republican peers. Uh, the search now goes on, and it will be decided by the county commission as to who will replace her in that seat until the election Uh, comes up in August. Uh, She was supposed to be sentenced uh, for uh, the the latest indictment that she was under uh, in March, but apparently the folks up there couldn't wait, and they decided by vote to expel her uh, from the state Senate. Now, before uh, I get to uh, our first guest and start the show, a lot of us were shocked uh, when we heard that Jackson State University was pulling out of the Southern Heritage Classic. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Um, They sent an email, they, meaning Jackson State, to Fred Jones uh, saying that because of some scheduling conflicts by the SWAC uh, football conference, they will no longer be able to participate in this Classic. This has been going on for about 33 years, and they signed a new contract in 2019. Needless to say, uh, Event Organizer and founder Fred Jones uh, has talked to his lawyers, and they plan to respond to Jackson State for what is clearly a breach of contract. No one seems to really know exactly what happened here or why it happened, but now uh, Fred is going to have to try to find uh, another team uh, to go against uh, uh, Tennessee State University, It's, (laughs) you know, sometimes I just, I just have to just shake my head because I just don't understand these things. Um, But yeah, this has caused a lot of problems. And uh, uh, I know so many people enjoy coming here, you know, who are affiliated with Jackson State, Tennessee State. And by the way, speaking of Tennessee State, uh, President Glenda Glover found out about the fact that. It was being Jackson State was out of it by watching the news and seeing social media. She didn't even get notified by the school. So, you know, classy, very classy. All right. That's enough for news and notes on this Monday evening. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we are going to talk uh, to the man that runs stacks. And he is going to talk to us about a very Big honor the the uh, uh, the record label and the and, and the museum received. This is real talk, Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back.
2: Support for WYXR comes from the Germantown Performing Arts Center presenting The Love Light Orchestra album release concert live in the Duncan Williams Performance Hall Friday, February 18th at 7:30 p.m. Ticket information at gpecweb.com. You see why I miss you.
3: Support for WYXR comes from the Germantown Performing Arts Center, presenting Dee Dee Bridgewater and Memphis Sulfony live in the Duncan Williams Performance Hall, Saturday, February 12th at 8 p.m. Tickets and more information at gpacweb.com. You
4: ain't but...
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I am your host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us. And, you know, all I need to do is say one word, and I'm pretty sure that everybody would know what I'm talking about, and that is Stacks. Uh, Stacks, uh, American Museum of Music's the Stacks, the history of Stacks um, is what helped to build this country in terms of the music that we hear today. I mean, artists such as Sam and Dave and um, uh, 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 Isaac Hayes, of course, and and what, who's the one that's sitting on top? Uh, oldest, ready. <laughs> I'm sorry, oldest, <laughs> ready. I had a brain lock there for a second. Well, anyway, the, the museum received a very big honor. Many of you are probably familiar with the U.S. Civil Rights Trail uh, in this country, where you know you can go to various cities and you can see some of the historical sites there. Well. Uh, stacks museum was recently added to the united states civil rights tour here in memphis along with beale street and uh, mason temple and uh, uh, several uh, other entities and to talk with me about that is the executive director of the Stax museum of american music he is jeff Colath. and jeff thank you for being on real talk tonight and congratulations
5: thanks thanks for having me yeah it's quite an honor um you know, Tennessee Tourism Commissioner Mark Gazelle came to visit uh, last year, you know, the pandemic time just sort of has fallen apart, but he came to visit right. and um, really suggested that it's something that we should apply for, that he would recommend us for, and and we were lucky enough to be selected. And it's an honor to be here with the other uh, great six, I think, five, sorry, five other spots here in memphis and in 100 other locations across 15 states
1: so basically uh what does this mean to be a, a part of this tour so people can come here is there there's a, a special designation uh I, i'm 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 pretty sure there is kind of run that down for us in terms of you know how how, how this is all being set up
5: Sure. So the the United States Civil Rights Trail Civil Rights Trails actually uh, operated, or kind of its home base, is the Alabama Department of Tourism, and obviously with those uh, history in Montgomery, Birmingham, and uh, Selma, it was something that they had really developed and pushed for in their state, and it expanded. Um, and and so really, it's a it's a it's it's to drive tourism to these sites, to uh, to drive learning and education to these sites. Um, And it starts all as far west as Topeka, Kansas, which is where the landmark uh, Brown versus uh, Board of Education case uh, was in 1954, separate but not equal, of course, Mm -hmm. all the way down to the state of Florida and then all the southern states in between. And so, yes, there's certainly some, uh, there's strength in numbers, there's power in numbers. So we're able to market together under this one umbrella and to drive people to our sites obviously we were getting folks to come to stacks who were coming to visit the other five Memphis sites before we received this designation and now it will work the other way too and hopefully we can drive some visitation to some of our other friends uh, especially down at the Lorraine Motel and, and uh, and the Civil Rights
1: Museum too. It, it really is amazing uh, just to think about really it, just as you were talking just thinking about some of the very historic sites uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee. Now I know that uh, there are also some designations in Nashville and I know one of them I think was Fisk uh, College mm-hmm. and, and a few other places as well but, but back to what goes on here when you think about you know, when you think about music, of course you think about stacks, but you also think about Beale Street. It seems like it's just a very natural connection, doesn't it? Uh, you know, Mark, I, I, I mean, Jeff, I just feel like it's it just it just one has to go hand in hand with the other, wouldn't you say so?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very difficult for, you know, I think to separate the culture and the art of, of, of the of the civil rights era from the politics, the culture, the movement itself. I mean, they, they really go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And Stacks was certainly part of the soundtrack of the latter part of the uh, of the civil rights movement. Really, starting 1967 or so with uh, the release of Soul Man, written by uh, Mr. Hayes and Mr. Porter, and 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 cut by Sam and Dave. And then, obviously, after the assassination of Dr. King uh, here in Memphis, just you know, about two miles from where I'm sitting right now, right. Um, really just brought the civil rights movement and the struggle for freedom and the struggle, you know, for equality to the front door, literally to the front door at Stax Records in 1968. And the company changed along with the times, the rise of Al Bell, you know, another great, you know, radio personality from back of the day, great man, still doing work at 81 years old. And, um, but he really was the driving force behind so much of that. And really it, at, at the core of that was his, was this idea of we're going to take care of the people who take care of us. And for them, it was the record buying public. And he really pushed Stacks to invest in local communities into black communities starting here in Memphis. And then it spread really all over the
1: world. Man, this is this is really good stuff. Uh, we're speaking with Jeff Kolath. If you're just joining us, he, he is the executive director of the Stax Museum of American Music. Now, uh, Jeff there is another generation that we that, that, that you all are, are spawning uh, and I'm really excited about about just this the learning opportunity for these young people so talk to us a little bit about the uh, Stax Academy if you will
5: sure so you know really we serve youth and educate the youth in really three different ways here mm-hmm. we do it every day through the Soulsville Charter school which right. is our World-class college preparatory, uh, middle and high school. Absolutely, 660 students thereabouts, 100% graduation rate. They're, Excellent, um, doing incredible things. The Stacks Music Academy, which is their after-school uh, music performance academy, again grades six through 12. Really, the foundation, the, the foundation of their music education is soul music, American soul music, and the Stack sound. And then at the Stacks Museum, we're educating, you know, pre-pandemic, about 7,000 students from all over the country, but more, way more than half of that are from Shelby County Schools and and, and Memphis City Schools. And so we do informal education, we have formal education, we're really taking this story to a new generation. And, you know, this music, I I, talk about this all the time, even... When the museum, its the museum is having its 20th anniversary in uh, ne- next May. Okay. And so, when the museum opened, that was a generation ago. So yeah. we're now we were two generations beyond stacks when we opened. Now we're going to be three, almost three generations beyond stacks when uh, the museum hits its 20th anniversary. So this music is is not a distant memory to these young people at all. It's a distant memory to their grandparents in some ways. So it's really it's it's one of the the biggest challenges we have but it's also a welcome challenge because i think it's just finding new ways to to share this music to with, with, with a new generation and there's always an entry point and i think that that's one of our um most exciting challenges here is to, is to try to find that and to uh keep everybody excited about it
1: well i i gotta tell you you got me excited about it and uh, there are a, whole, <laughs> a whole lot of other people as well so i just wanted to say Uh, congratulations again man this is a this is a very very big honor and 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 now i'm going to tell you something before i go i'm gonna pick at you a little bit now i saw you i saw the tease of you uh going to be on wmc five-star stories after the olympics so i got you first (laughs) I got you that's first, right. but 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 people are gonna be confused because when you did that, you had a little facial hair. so <laughs> so I did. That so. was a while. That was
5: a while back. I'm in danger of being overexposed, Chip. Yeah. I mean, I TV for that, and I'm not here now. So
1: that's all right. Um, but all
2: right. yeah,
5: no, it's um we've got a lot going on. You know, I think like like for all of our cultural institutions, the pandemic has been difficult, but we're really hoping to come back strong and. 2022 great programming check out our website stacksmuseum.com you we can see everything that we're up to
1: absolutely and man listen thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show tonight and uh and share the the, the big news with us i really appreciate it and i hope you come back
5: yeah, absolutely anytime thanks for having me All
1: right, take care jeff kolath yeah. ladies and gentlemen the executive director of uh, the stacks uh, american museum of, of history and he, he walked us through everything and that was that was, that was amazing and to be on this tour. And listen, if you've not gone to Stacks, you need to go over there. You need to check this thing out. This is living American history in terms of the music um, that we listen to and that we listened to growing up. So very happy to have him on the show. We're going to take our next break. Uh, and uh, before I do, I see a lot of folks on my, my feed tonight, man. I see Pam Crittenden-Johnson, uh, Edward Stanton, uh, Marshawn Chrysler is watching from Jackson, Mississippi. My brother Michael Washington is in Los Angeles, California. Man, he said he's proud of me. I'm proud of you too, man. Uh, Don Sugar Ray is watching. Wanda Alberson, Bill Anderson, and a whole lot of other folks out here checking things out. Carlos Rogers, the man that uh, chops me up. And, of course, my next guest uh, (laughs) who will be with us on the other side of the break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
2: WYXR 91.7 FM explores the rare and influential music that fans may have missed with WYXR Stereo Sessions, presented by Nexair and Minfo, a monthly series of hi-fi album listening parties. Join us Wednesday, February 16th at 6 p.m. for a celebration of Memphis progressive rock band Companion and their mid-70s LP, Reap the Lost Dreamers, with special guests Pat Sansone of Wilco and Companion keyboardist Mike Russell. This series is brought to you by a grant from Humanities Tennessee and is sponsored by Tamborino, Memphis Listing Lab, Via Productions, and Garner Records. Limited seating is available, so RSVP for the free public event at wyxr.org.
3: Brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, offering brand new musical experiences like concerts, live score film screenings, record release parties, weekly music pop-ups, and so much more. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com slash visit. Support for WYXR, including our 2022 stereo sessions, comes from Tamburino. Tamburino's staff of IT specialists help businesses with technology setup and support. Details at tamburino.com.
1: To real talk memphis on this first monday in february i'm chip very happy to have you with us and i'm very happy to have my next uh, guest with uh, me this evening uh, you know the world is the world is, is is moving whether we want to acknowledge it or not and one of the things uh that we see is technology technology is a very big deal and uh i my next guest is Uh, does a lot of teaching in that regard, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. His name is Randall Phillips, and he is a robotics instructor. He teaches code with Code Crew folks and teaches these young people, you know, um, who have unlimited potential, you know, how they're going to be successful in this technological world that we live in. And Randall, thank you very much for coming on Real Talk, man. It's good to see you.
2: Good to see you, and thank you for having me on
1: your show. Absolutely that. So last time I think I saw you, and it's been a minute, was at the robotics, uh, robotics showcase. Uh, it was, showcase. It was a showcase at uh, MLGW. yeah. I was working there at the time, yeah. And I was absolutely floored at uh, some of the demonstrations that I saw from young people. And I'm talking about kids, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, you know, putting these things together. Now, you teach... Uh, robotics and you teach code first of all uh, how how big an interest or is there a big interest should I say from the young people in these particular fields
2: yes there is a big interest you know and and uh, one of the things that I'll you know have to tell the children to embrace is that you know this is not going away um, I jumped in electronics back in the seventh
1: grade. Wow, okay.
2: So that was like 78 wow. <laughs> when I was in the seventh grade. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and I've been in electronics and, and graduated as an engineer, you know, after high school. And I've been in it, you know, off and on since, you know, I've been in computing, get into networking and then getting into robotics, which is part of what I was learning as an engineer. And I'm thankful to get back into robotics.
1: Yeah, it seems like that—that uh, that is uh, clearly the wave of the future. And, of course, you know, th- th- this uh, this uh, generation that's coming up now, you know, have uh, has a lot more advantages coming up, you know, than, than I know I had, maybe we had coming up. But it, it just seems so, it, it, you know, we are in this world now. This is a technologically based world and with computers and programming and things like that. Talk a little bit about Code Crew and your work with them and what that's all about.
2: Okay. I've been with Code Crew um, a little over a year, Mm -hmm. and uh, I worked with them first, you know, during the pandemic when we were basically doing um, what we call virtual or remote teaching, and we are using uh, online tools to teach them coding and and walk them through things. And we had to use Zoom to, you know, we set up like private room, like they would get confused. We'll bring some over and and walk them through the different Mm -hmm. things that they would have to do in coding, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, teaching them the different skills on how to order the code, uh, how to make the code repeat itself, uh, how to make it, make decisions, how to look at different things um and and make the help make decisions because even you can write an app to calculate your mortgage and you can write the code for because the formulas are already there you just got to take the formulas and plug them in and you can write an app you know i know that everybody else has done it already but we can show them how it's done just by breaking down something like that
1: sure I mean, I mean, it just I'm I'm fascinated by it because you know I mean, I, and I'm not real good. My aptitude isn't isn't in that area, but but it just seems as if uh, uh, it's it's just a, an exciting way for young people to really use their brains and 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 just figure things out. And that seems like what this is all about. In this this whole world of technology, robotics, code uh you know, the whole nine yards and all of the uh all of the uh you know other areas that go into this it really is about learning how to figure things out am, am, am i am i correct in that
2: yes you're, you're correct you know if you uh see where you know my main job is working for a company name first and that's where robotics ties in that coding and uh ties in that that extraordinary thinking that you have to do And uh, with first, we have five different programs. We're covering pre-K through 12th grade. And they have a time limit on building the robot, coding the robot, and having the robot perform the the tasks that that are uh, going to competition. And uh, I started out as a volunteer. I've been volunteering for over 14 years. I started working with them four years ago um, as what we call a senior mentor. That doesn't mean I'm the head mentor over all the mentors that that has a different qualification. What it is is I I have a territory to cover to help expand the program and introduce the program, bring the program to fruition, find volunteers, find coaches, find places to put this program. And then I also get to volunteer. I also volunteer as a coach. I actually have my own two teams in what we call FIRST LEGO League. And uh, it's been exciting working with the children direct with my own team, working with the children and code crew, teaching them coding, because we're using, um, um, some, you know, in, in the old world, all just words. It was, started out with just numbers. Now it went to words. Now we're into block. Coding, where you see this block, this block does certain things, and, mm. and you still, you still have to learn the word type coding because that's where you advance yourself and go and move on in the world. Because everything else is, is under that, and it gets broken down into all these graphical things that that interfaces with us every day. Because you know, the moment you pick up your cell phone, there are several programs running there that's been coded by somebody.
1: Did you say that you started you you working with kids as young as kindergartners? You know, up to like fifth grade. Did that? Did I hear you
2: correctly when you said that? Yes, we have programs that start at pre-K go through twelfth grade.
1: Oh, man, that is that is. Uh, I mean, I I I just can't even imagine. Of course, I know you know a few you know third graders who are smarter than I am. So you know, right now, but but I just it just it just amazes me. Um, that they can and they, and they they pick it up relatively I mean what with what speed do they and I know it depends on the age and the grade but I mean do they pick it up relatively quickly
2: they do and you know you got to remember children don't know any, anything such as fear just yet you know we have we're you know we <laughs> teach we I think sometimes adult, we teach them too much fear we know that we're supposed to help keep them safe. Like, for instance, you don't want them to touch the oven because the oven's been on and teach them, hey, that's hot, don't touch it, but they got to touch it anyway to learn that, hey, it's hot, I'll get burned. But when you switch it over to something that the children can adapt to, and that's where Lego education helps kick in with first and how these uh, STEM, STEAM and STREAM tools to help them You know guide them okay put these things together do this and it will run or and then some of them you have to mix with code and tell the code to send to the to to the, the, the to the device that you're coding and have that device do those things yeah you know, I know this is radio and video. I have a couple of robots sitting beside me. If you want to see a couple of? Them.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you know, I got I got about a minute or so. If 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 you can if you can demonstrate, you know, something that yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Well,
2: I don't think I can demonstrate it running, but I can show. You. Here's one. Yeah. This is like a third-generation robot that Lego Education put out. Wow. It has four motors and. Um, four sensors on
1: it and 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 young people built that did they
2: yes that's
1: impressive built man. This.
2: and uh let's, let me show me show me the, the other, one. Me the other one yeah
1: show me the other one yeah
2: this is the fourth generation robot oh
1: my god okay how, how old were the kids that put that one together
2: um they're between uh fifth grade and eighth grade
1: that is awesome that's absolutely awesome, man. I I tell you, I I feel you know I you know I like to think that I know one or two things, but I feel absolutely kind of you know you know useless right now because I just, just <laughs> don't feel useless. Because uh, the, the, the
2: argument is like you know the the kiosks that are going up in restaurants, people are feeling like that's taking people's job. Yeah. But here here's the real here's the reality of that. People are not wanting to work, so what? What is the company's going to do? So they're replacing the people that they can't, that don't understand customer service, and they're putting a machine in place of customer service. But here's the here's the beauty of that: they're retraining somebody who wants to work to operate that kiosk and operate the register teach them customer service and and they they teach the people how to use the kiosk machine and they run the register and they know uh, customer service all at the same time. So you get a price you get wow. a, a pay raise wow and you get to do a little bit more things and, and th- that you like
1: and the circle goes round and round and round randall phillips i have really enjoyed uh talking to you about uh, all of this and i want to wish you the best of luck and uh you know keep doing i think what you're doing is an absolute blessing because you're teaching our young people um to have uh, really amazing futures one day so Thank you for that. And uh, thank you for coming on Real Talk, man. And I look to have you back down the road. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. And I know this is one of of my goals to do something for Black History Month. And uh, you just helped me, you know, set one of my goals. And I also wanted to end, end with this thought that, you know, one of the things we say in robotics, this is the only sport that everybody can go pro.
1: Man, look, that's a drop-the-mic moment. Even my producer me, it was like, yes, sir, <laughs> absolutely there. Randall, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you. <laughs> take care, okay? Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. All right, take care. Man, that was great. <laughs> I really love that. Everybody, this is the only field that everybody can be a pro. Doggone it. There you go. That's it. Uh, we are uh, moving along here on this uh, first Monday in February. I am Chip Washington. Your humble host, this is Real Talk Memphis. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to a young man who um, has a story to tell. That's all I'll tell you for my teas. This is Real Talk Memphis. We'll be right back.
3: Renowned dance artist Lil Buck stars in Memphis Jook in The Show, an ode to his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, and the street dance culture of the Bluff City, which has drawn intrigue and emulation throughout the world of music, film, and stage performance. Memphis in The Show will premiere at the Orpheum Theater in Memphis on February 11th and 12th of 2022. Tickets and more information are available at orpheum-memphis.com.
2: Discover your next favorite artist at the Memphis Songwriter
4: Series at the Halloran Center, hosted by Memphis songwriter Mark Edgar Stewart. On February 17th, Mark and his musical guests will take you on a journey behind their music, share personal stories, and introduce exciting new music. For more information on the Memphis Songwriter Series, visit Orpheum-Memphis.com.
3: The University of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They have recently been named an R1 institution by the Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education, putting the U of M in the top tier of research universities nationally. This milestone solidifies the university as one of the two flagship public institutions in Tennessee. More information at memphis.edu.
1: And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday. It's called Real Talk Memphis. Very happy to have you with us. And uh, I was talking uh, with uh, one of my producers during the break, uh, DJ Lola, and she says I love tinkering. She said, I I I, I, <coughs> I like you know build build stuff and t- <laughs> I mean it, it's a big thing. She says I still love doing it today. So yeah, I mean if, if you. If you can do that, you need to step into that. And if you're interested in that world of coding and technology, you ought to look into that as well. What we're going to look into right now is what I would like to call the story of Memphis. Now, there is a wonderful publication out there uh, who is uh, doing some uh, good things. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about it right now. I have the publisher of Storyboard Memphis with me. His name is Mark Fleischer. And, Mark, thanks for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Chip. Thanks for having me
1: on tonight. Yeah, Absolutely that. So, Storyboard Memphis. Uh, you kind of tell the stories of, of some of the things that we see and some of the things that we know uh, but may not know a lot about. Um, I, I hope I summarized that right, and you kind of dig in a little bit to give us the story behind the story. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. Tell us a little bit about the philosophy of Storyboard Memphis.
4: Well, we're um, we're a multimedia publication, so we have we're online. We have a podcast. We also our kind of our calling card is our magazine, right? Which we just relaunched in a in a quarterly. And um, yeah, we um, this started out as a small online publication with uh, with freelance collaborators, and and um, we started out by telling specifically, obviously, Memphis stories, and, sure. and that focused on kind of unknown or untold bits of history, Memphis history. Mm -hmm. But since then we've really expanded into the community. We do a lot of uh, stories that focus on the arts, local arts, um, local history, of course, uh, community culture. But yeah, we do really try to get in behind the scenes. In other words, we really try to get into, you know, we talk to individuals and talk about why did you get into X, Y, Z. Why did you start this development? Why mm-hmm. were you interested in that development? Mm-hmm. Why were you interested in this in this particular art form? You know, we really tried to try to get um, behind the scenes and, and talk to the individuals
1: involved with, with our stories. When, when uh, uh, you do that, and I'm gonna ask you maybe to give you a couple of stories in particular that you found, you know, really, really interesting. A lot of folks have stories to tell. Memphis is a is, is a historical city on many many levels, and as you continue to cultivate uh, the story behind the story, uh, do you find that to be the case? And I mean, even with some of the things that you hear and maybe learn, are you fascinated by some of the some of the stories that you hear?
4: Oh, I'm I am endlessly fascinated. <laughs> um, you know, for example, we started a, we started this multi-year project in, uh, and we we're very fortunate to have um, the support of the A Schwab store on on Beale Street, right. And um, fortunate enough to dig into their ar- archives. And already we've, we've made these discoveries from the archives downstairs in the basement that really tell a bigger story, of Beale Street, um, the businesses that are no longer there mm-hmm. um, and everything that went on on Beale Street through the the lens of A. Schwab. So that's that's a good example that we think we know about A. Schwab and sure. we think we know it as a as a historical store on Beale Street. But there's so much more to the story. It's it's incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was just sitting here thinking about it, and you know, you talked about Beale Street, which is, I mean, I mean, I probably every business or older business has a definite story to tell. And a little bit earlier, we we're talking about uh, the stacks, uh, you know, Museum of American of American history over there, music history, and of course, there's there are just so many nuggets of 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 information that uh, that that a lot of us don't know. I'm not from Memphis, uh, you know, but but you know, since I've been here, there's so many things to learn and. What are you to hoping to accomplish? What what what, what is your in in game uh, in terms of Storyboard Memphis? And by the way, I like that that particular title. But uh, yeah, but tell me about that.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I um, I'm very fond of the title myself. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <well>. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: You know, um, what we hope to accomplish really is is to continue to instill a sense. Of, um, of hope, um, of healing in a way, um, to help foster, continue to foster change. You know, our stories by telling the, the getting more in-depth into our stories, you know, we hope to encourage others to do the same. A, a good example, when you talk about Stacks, you know, last summer we interviewed uh, Tim Sampson. Right. Who's right. Um, one of the directors of the museum. Know and, well. yeah. You know, he told me the story of of him and, and the local community uh, walking around in the parking lot when it was, after it had been bulldozed, walking around the community and, and, and looking at each other going, why can't we resurrect this? Why can't we re- rebuild it? Why not? You know, and, and to me, that's a big part of the story of Memphis right now is why not? Right. Why not here? Why not Memphis? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And when you look at those efforts, and they're all human efforts, right? Sure. Um, when you look at those individual efforts, I, I hope it continues to inspire others to do the same. You know, um, so for us, it's, it's really, it's not about just the history and we have such a rich, rich history. It's not just about the arts and everything else. It's really about those stories behind it to hope, hopefully, you know, continue to inspire others to do the same. Are you um, a native Memphianian? I'm not. Um, so just like you, um, I'm not a native Memphian. I've been here for about six years.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
4: yeah, I I feel like I definitely, um, have the, the perspective of a visitor who comes here and looks at native Native Memphians and says, I says, um, do you all know what you have here? Do you know how rich this place is? <laughs> I, I think that's a you know? legitimate
1: question because, I, I, you know, I think, you know, maybe a lot of folks who, who who are from here, born and raised here, tend to take it for granted. You know, right? you, you grew up in it. You see it every day. But there have been evolutionary changes along the way and some in the course of American history monumental changes, you know, via the, the civil rights music or uh, civil rights movement, Elvis Presley, Stax, you know, uh, 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 you know, Mason Temple. A lot of these places in this town have great historical uh, significance. And I, and, and I, I echo that 100 percent. But I think when you live in a place or you were born and raised in a place, you tend to take it for granted. Don't you? Would you agree with that?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in Southern California and, um, you know, people ask me, do, do you miss it? And I'll, I'll say, no, I don't actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they'll say, don't you miss the sh- the sunshine and whatnot? And, you know, and if, yeah, you know, I might miss that sometimes. But um, but yeah, you're, you're right. De- you're growing up in a place. You d- definitely have a different perspective. And I think it's helpful also for Memphians to be reminded of the incredible authentic richness of the the assets we have in memphis Mm -hmm. you know we, we tend to forget about you know we take for granted that stacks is there now yeah you know we might take for granted there's other areas of town that you know that memphis maybe not haven't visited in years and so yeah for sure you definitely have a different perspective as coming in from you know as an as an outsider
1: yeah, I think for me, and I forgot to mention one in particular. Um, it's Sun Studios, um, and, and w- when you think of, I mean, the people that, that that we know from the music perspective, and I'm saying that because I'm I, this is a music station that we work at, but we do a little talk here. Um, but when I think mm-hmm. about, I've seen movies with. I mean, like Elvis and, 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 uh, and uh, Jerry Lee Jones and, and, and Perkins and, and Johnny Cash. These are real people, and these are icons in, in their particular you know, field of endeavor. And that's what really, just to think about when you pass these places and when you walk inside, just think about who has been there in the past. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and that to me is, is almost awe-inspiring all, all to me. It, you know, it is, you know, one of the things
4: that um, we continue to explore and we kind of retell some of these stories sometimes or hopefully get more in depth in, into them is the remarkable innovations that are here. Yeah. You know, um, all the way from, you know, uh, retail, you know, the Piggly Wiggly, Clarence Saunders, all the way up to FedEx, but also, of course, our cultural
2: innovations
4: yeah you know um it's 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 the richness is is there's no depths to it it just keeps going and going you know what i mean yeah 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 it's endless
1: so listen before i let you go how do we how do we access uh, storyboard benefits if people want to want to dig into it a little bit more
4: yeah, um, g- we go to storyboardmemphis.org. Mm-hmm. So just like it sounds, storyboardmemphis.org, all in one word. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the projects we're working on right now. You can see uh, where to pick up our quarterly magazine. Um, you can also check out where our podcasts are. Um, and also you can uh, check out uh, our Still in Development TV show.
1: Oh, Okay. Okay. well, that sounds that that sounds like something that's going to be worth bringing you back on to talk about once that thing gets moving. Look forward to that. I would love to. Absolutely. (laughs) Mark Fleischer, publisher, Storyboard Memphis. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show tonight. I learned a lot and I really appreciate you, man. And I look forward to uh, hopefully getting you back down, back on down the road. Thanks, Chip. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that puts the wraps on another uh, really, really, really good show. Uh, and um, before I leave, just a, just a couple of notes uh, in reference to um, this uh, ice storm that we had. And, and you know, I, 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 I completely and totally understand the frustration level that a lot of us felt uh, who did lose power. Uh, and even those thousands of people uh, who are still without power, uh, you know, even tonight, um, I'm praying for, your, for for that to change relatively quickly. But let us think about those who are less fortunate than us, those who don't have a roof over their heads, those, you know, I think about, you know, on these bitterly cold nights, you know, uh, the homeless population that we have in this town. Uh, and, you know, I, I think about, you know, the elderly uh, and, and, you know, when, when the power went out, um, I was thinking about, you know, any nursing homes that went out and things like that. But we just need to sort of look, you know, I I know a lot of us like to look inward, uh, but I think we need to to think outward. You know, we need to think about things that affect others uh, besides ourselves, um, because uh, those are the stories, you know, that, that we and those are the people and the situations and the circumstances that we really need to care about. So as Lola plays this out, I'm very, very happy uh, to once again have this opportunity to be on this uh, fine radio station with this fine piece of radio broadcasting yeah. called Real Talk. Uh, thank you to my guests, Randall Phillips, Jeff Kollath, and Mark Flasher, for joining me this evening. Uh, it truly is a privilege and an honor. Uh, and uh, like I always say, you know, let's 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 try to take care of each other. You know, we see enough bad news on a daily basis, but but let's try to. To encourage each other support each other lift up you know not push down there's enough of that that goes on all right uh, you know we are better than that as people and you know uh, my God tells me that I'm supposed to love uh, we're supposed to love one another so you know in that spirit I love you uh, you know in his spirit and I hope you do as return that to me as well so As we get out of here, I'd like to thank Lola and Jack and Nicole for all they do to keep this thing moving and keep me straight. And if the Lord says so, we will be back here same time, same station, and maybe we'll do it just a little bit better. God bless each and every one of you. And for all of us at Real Talk Memphis, I'm Chip, and I'm out.